Today on Podcast by the Bay. The other thing is you're thinking about it in how United States runs healthcare. But if you look at Canada, Europe, oh, and stuff, free. yeah, so you free. don't have to worry about that. No. You just show up, and then. But you got to remember, they tax their people higher than well, people. you know, They're socialized. Well, if you really think about it, who really pays the most taxes? Well, because we get taxed on every little thing we do. Join us for a seat at the table for our discussion meetup series, where we talk about all of the local issues and the realities that are happening today. People in these states did not need methods. That's right. That's right. And we blame the leaders in Washington right. for not sending enough funding to schools to retool these programs. Right. Right. The rest of the world, on the other hand, like in Asia, China, India, were tooling their students right on. Yeah. in the 21st century. All on today's episode of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at HighwaySoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.Liberty-RealtyInvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And now, another Podcast by the Bay. All right, welcome to this episode of Podcast by the Bay. We are excited to have you here. We're excited to have you joining us. And please, take a seat at our table, because today is our discussion meetup, and you are invited to take a seat with us. And we're going to take you on a journey, because today is really, in my opinion, what Podcast by the Bay is about. It's about getting down and talking about the issues. It's about talking about solutions. It's about talking to really what's happening in our society. It's about talking about what's going on with people, with psychology, with economics, with uh, politics. So these are the things that we're going to talk about today. Yes, we are going to talk politics. Yes, we're, we are going to talk technology. We are going to talk human natures because this is what we talk about with our friends, with our coworkers. And so what we're going to do, so what the discussion meetup is, we actually have a great group of people. We meet every couple months, and we really sit down and we list out some of these issues, and we start talking about them. And so we are going to invite you today to have an exclusive seat at our table. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a bonus. Check this out. If you like what you hear, if you like the show, if you like the topics, if you like what you're hearing, we, we are going to have an opportunity to have a listener join us at the next discussion meetup. Yes, one of you lucky listeners out there will be able to join us at the next discussion meetup. So please stay tuned, listen to the show, check it out. And if you like it, send us an email at Podcast by the Bay with the title Discussion Meetup. We'll get to join us at the next discussion meetup here in San Mateo. All right. 
So stay tuned. You're going to enjoy this. We're going to talk about some issues. We're going to talk about government. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the reality of our society. That's what we do. And so we want to bring you in. We want to bring you here. So with that, we're going to get to the actual discussion meetup. And let me go ahead and introduce the players involved. We have myself, Andre. We also have Patrick, as you know. <laughs> we also have Dr. Fell, who's an educator, who's a, a professor. He's a real estate agent. And he's someone that really brings a lot to the table as far as dynamic speaking and really understanding a lot of the issues that's happening in our society. Also, we have Alvin, who's who was on one of our previous episodes of Podcast by the Bay talking about gun violence. You, you might remember he is a statistician. Uh, he has a background in accounting. Um, he works a lot with data vis- visualization, so he brings a lot to the table. Um, and uh, we also have Leonid, who's a research scientist uh, working in pharmaceuticals, and um, he brings a lot to the table as far as uh, different understandings and, and, and really bringing a scientific perspective, which I think is a lot of very interesting and enlightening to what we're doing. With that, we're going to get to the discussion meetup series today, and here you go. Stay tuned. You heard recently what happened. Um, Warren Buffington. Oh, yes. And um, who's the other one? Chase Bank. Um, Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, Berkshire Hathaway. And I think it's Amazon. Amazon. Amazon and them are, they are, they're going after the healthcare industry. Yeah. Oh, yes. They want to tr- yes. and you know what? That just knocked the socks off healthcare stocks that day. Oh, they yeah. Right. They, yeah. they need to disrupt it. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a problem to that. Absolutely. See, for everything that that is changed, there's also mm-hmm. a problem that you have to resolve too. Mm-hmm. Because then one of the things about healthcare is that they're trying to make your information private. When, when you yeah, become so. a public company, there's no privacy. Mm-hmm. When do you really have privacy? You don't. Right? And then do they really follow the laws? How many of the tech companies actually follow the laws to the T? They don't. They pretend so, to, but they don't. So then what would they rather do? They would rather pay the penalties than right. to have to actually do something right the first time. That's true. So, so your information, if you part, partner up with them, is out in the wild. Well, all your health care. So Andre's point is well taken in another respect because we don't have government involved. We don't have lobbyists involved. They're another entity in itself that somehow a partnership should be built with local government. Like the recent partnership, very limited partnership, with Facebook and and exploring the possibility of reopening the old Dumbarton Bridge. Facebook has put up a million dollars for helping the design and the environmental report. Now, obviously, it's going to help Facebook, too. Okay. But, they, but they're but they innovative enough to realize we're, 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 we're in that, that location. Uh, we're going to build housing, campus housing. We've got billions of dollars. We have to help. We have to help. So... Are they doing it because they want to help, or they want to call it the Facebook bridge? I think it's both. I think it's both. I, I mean, I'm going to give them credit for both. I mean, uh, well, that, I think that that kind of ties right. So, Tesla, what are they doing this for? Like, if the government doesn't want to take on the mission of space, and you have all these private um, companies and tech leading the way, not only is tech leading the way in space. Now they're looking into medicine. I mean, let's be honest. To have insurance, 
be responsible for health is the most backwards concept on earth. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. The, the object of insurance is to reduce costs at all costs. <laughs> sure. And if you're... And more productivity in yeah, life. Yeah. Productivity in working, productivity in, in life itself. To, you don't to want to appreciate. be stressed out or worried right. about an emergency medical procedure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you can't afford. Right. Yeah. It's a life or death situation. Right. Which, which, Anybody here yeah. had appendicitis? Anybody here had their appendix removed? Wow, that's rare. Yeah. Wow. Not even one. No. Ooh, uh, interesting. Uh, well, yeah. As three of us go out, and well, are you wishing talk. something else? No, 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 I, I, wanted know, I wanted to know what you endured during that situation when your appendix was ready to burst. Mm -hmm. See, when you have a situation like that, to go and get the surgery and you don't have insurance, it will cost you easy ten, fifteen, twenty mm -hmm. thousand mm -hmm. for a three-hour procedure. Oh, hi. <laughs> there you go. Three-hour procedure. But if you had insurance, you tell the doctor, yes, take it out, doc. No problem. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't have insurance, uh, can I think about it, doc? I don't think I have enough money to pay for a cab ride. Mm -hmm. Doctor's going to look at you and say, yeah, you're not going to have a cab ride. Yes? Go ahead. Well, the other thing is you're thinking about it in how United States runs healthcare. Uh -huh. But if you look at Canada, Europe, oh, and stuff, free. yeah, so you free. don't have to worry about that. You just show up, and then. But you got to remember, they tax their people higher than. Well, people. you know, They're socialized. Well, if you really think about it, who really pays the most taxes? Well, because we get taxed on every little thing we do. But let's let's, 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 use <laughs> let's let's pull back on Canada for a minute because I think it's important. One, our geography is different than Canada. Right. And one of the things, even though Canada does exactly what you're saying, which is the model like Kaiser has, the problem still is they can't provide health care because they don't have enough doctors and it's on a rotation. So the health care in Canada is not what people think it is. And that's the unfortunate thing. It, the concept is good. Now, Andre and I have had a real uh, discussion on this one, too. California is looking at doing a single-payer health insurance. What do you guys think about that? Single-payer versus what we why have right why, now? Yeah. Why don't you explain the single-payer, Andre? Well, tell us what we have right now, and then tell us what single-payer is all about. Well, I think right now is it's, it's, we, we're in the current insurance market, right? So everything's insurance-based. And the single-payer is something like it's – I guess it's like the – the Medicare for all. I said, it's always going to be something like that, right? It, well, the single payer basically is saying the state of California is going to say everybody gets health care. And I think, yeah. Andre, you used a good example. That's really Medicare. Oh, it's Medicare. Medicare, and you know who's backing it? The nurses are backing it. And if we extract a medical cost, they finger 60 to 70% is legal. Maybe 5% is medicine, 15% is advertisement overhead. So the majority of our cost of health care, a good percentage of it, majority of it, is the legal end, the insurance end, yes. the lawyer's end. So it's not delivering health care. It's not delivering health care. Now, I'm going to show you an example. So, so, you, so, so even the doctors are all about the lawyers? Right. Well, they have to. Yeah, correct. Did you do something wrong? I'm, I'm well aware of Well, that. no, but, you I'm know, well that's why they're skimming. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're part of it. Tons of frivolous lawsuits. Right. And, yeah. uh, so I think, but this needs to be tackled sort of at the source. Right. Which is? Which is uh, passing laws that, that limit the ability to 
Well, we already have tort reform law. Like you can only do <coughs> so much right now. Correct, correct. A quarter million is right. a cap. That's, that's the current correct. law well, of the books, well, right? Said, but you know, one of the things about that, when you go to sign up at an organization or whatever, even anytime you're seen for the first time, you have to sign all those terms and conditions, right? And so one of them says is you can't sue, right, uh, from malpractice or whatever. I mean, there's all sorts of... Uh, well, a judge told me this a long time ago in chambers and in court. What did he say? He says, you know what? I, I, said, I said, you know, the, the, the plaintiff signed this and it. Mr. Sullivan, we sign things all the time. I said, well, the plaintiff said under oath this. And he lied. Mr. Sullivan, the President of the United States lied. So what? What's your point? Give me the money. But I want to extract a little bit, and then I'll let you back in. I had, I was, I did not have health care insurance for a period of 90 days. What? And No, I didn't. And so what I ended up doing is, I was still going to my regular doctor. My, my insurance company don't. Okay. Now, in order to get new insurance, I had to get blood tests. All of them. the blood test was twenty two hundred dollars. Oh, now I had no insurance. Twenty two hundred dollars. Now, let me, but let me no, let me finish. Let me finish. It was, it was no, it was twenty two if I had insurance. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's what my doctor tells me. He says, Patrick, I want you to go to the same lab that we charged the twenty two. I want you to go down there and tell them simply you don't have any insurance. They're going to ask you two questions. Are you charging it? Are you paying cash? Mm-hmm. And guess what? That $2,200 went down to $250. You're kidding. 200, there's my point. They negotiated. There's no, but I, I mean, yeah. this is, that's they they were charged hugely. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. So a $2,200 blood test at the same lab that Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, we're all using, yes. we're charging $2,200. Right. But in a way, in a, the existence of health insurance drives up the prices. Good point, good point. No, 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 because it has nothing to do with insurance companies. It has to do with the fact that the providers know that it will be paid. Yes. They're the that's only people that... Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. They're gouging the system because they know the that they, they, they're going to get paid. <laughs> that's why Berkshire and Amazon are going after it. Because they have enough money that they could put a policy together with their investments and write it off. But you don't think that they're going to take advantage of people? Well, well think about well, their business. But, but you know what? I would rather have this. a policy with them. Is, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> what is Berkshire Hathaway? Insurance, right? Geico. They're the, right. one of the biggest. You know, Geico. Yeah, they own Geico. Yeah. So they they have a they're gonna build probably a model. I mean, we don't know what they're gonna build. They haven't released it, but I would assume that they're gonna bring in expertise to cover themselves. I'm I'm worried that Amazon's gonna turn into a black market. You're selling almost anything. Well, what's well, to say that you're not selling? Think about the supermarket, right? They, they, they started the new supermarket, the Amazon supermarket. Yeah. Well, they bought Whole Foods. They, yeah, they, they bought, bought Whole Foods. Foods. Yeah. And that's what it's going to become, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this, I think a lot of us were talking about technology, right? And technology as far as the algorithms, right? The algorithms, the, the artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to take over our society? Are mm-hmm. they? What, you know, at what point are we going to become obsolete? Right? Where? What's going to happen? Are, are are the machines going to become? Are they going to make all the decisions for us, or are we just got to walk in and show up? Well, you mentioned AI, artificial intelligence. 
You know what's really yeah. so funny? So I think that's the next generation mm-hmm. of computer, mm-hmm. uh, of the next generation of our technology mm-hmm. is going to AI. With Absolutely. Driverless yeah. cars, right. with Siri, right. with uh, pretty much our whole world will be robot, robots running out. I think pretty much we're going to be at the mercy of computers and AI. What do you think, Patrick? Well, and, and we may have other types of relationships building. With humans and, and uh, did you watch uh, the any? Did you watch Westworld? Is it Westworld? Yeah, on HBO. You ever watch that show, Westworld? No, I haven't. Is anybody else? Yeah, it's it's robots. Oh, yeah, it's it's okay. Okay. You can't tell the difference between a human and a robot unless you shoot that person, and they don't move. So, do we feel that AI is basically, you know, how is it going to really impact our world? But really. At what point will humans become obsolete and it's just going well, to become a bunch of systems? Or are we already there? We're, we're almost there. Why don't we talk about what we're talking about? We're eliminating emotional intelligence and emotions and feelings. Right. Because what we've done with a typical family, if we see a typical family in their 30s and they have their kids, uh, mom and dad are on the cell phones and the kids with a PlayStation or uh, yeah. something. Right. So not all, but it looks like a good majority of the young people today are getting less sleep. Uh, and that's why they're starting schools later, because mom and dad, mom and dad can't keep the kids off the computers, no matter what. Now, did you realize what they're go- they're attacking Apple now? They're blaming Apple needs to do something with the phone that doesn't mesmerize these kids to be so hung up on the games. Maybe the phone shuts off at a certain time. In other words, a social group is attacking right. Apple. Right. And with the it's iPhone. so addictive. It's so addictive. Yeah, it's actually a drug. It. Yeah, you right. can't. It's that. a drug. But think about this, though. That they said the same thing about television. Yes. What, was, what did they say about television a long time ago? It's addictive. They said what was addictive part? It was staring into a light bulb. And when because TV came out, they even said you were going to get these rays and you were going to go blind. Yeah. Well, it's, because, it's, it's because hypnotizing. It, exactly. It's hypnotizing. So you're, you're, you're being yeah. hypnotized. Right. So what, by what, I love Lucy. <laughs> by but Adam's fan. But it's actually really what's in it that's driving it is the fact that you're staring into a, a, a light that you're just captivated into it. So the only reason why all these smart devices are, or anything at all gets so addictive to look at it is because of the same type of technology. You're just staring into the light. A lot of times people don't even know what they were looking at for well, all that It's time. called overstimulation. Our brains are used to being overstimulated by well, all the data. Well, well, you're yeah, right. well, well let's go back to the initial thing. Dopamine, right? We are taking away our emotions and our feelings and directing them into an object. I, you know what's really funny about that? Yeah. Is that the programming of AIs have feelings. Right. So we're turning into robots yeah. and the robots are turning humans. So, but Good can point. we teach... Can we teach artificial intelligence ethics and morality? I think you can if you program it. But no one wants to program it. But but right now, we're at the level. Uh, I think now we're at what's in the beginning, what's I think called the first wave of AI, Mm -hmm. where uh, there will be all kinds of uh, helpful. AI applications that will uh, simplify work and also remove some of the things that we are used to thinking as some intellectual. Yes. This this will go the way of uh, uh, 
Now, here's something that, that is stri- the that is extracted this out of it. They said, and I don't know what the figure. I'm just going to throw 20 percent of the people would lose their jobs. But you know what they said they want to do? They want to figure a way that I'm going to keep. I'm going to send you money. In other words, even though you lose your job, it's better for me to still keep you as a consumer. So there'll be some kind of fund that will support you, pay your rent, go to school, some kind of socialize. So is it, so in other words, so I don't have the problems anymore. You lose your job. Okay, the robot's doing your job. So now you're a but smart guy. Junkie, you, you... <laughs> but, but the people that you heard that? Did you hear that discussion? I, I, I did. Are you talking about um, universal income? Or universal well, it's kind of like that. It was kind of like that, I think. But they were saying that they needed to. Do, and you know what? The state of state of California was talking about that indirectly. I had an idea with the state of California. I think since you pay in, and I don't mind paying. I think the state of California should give you like Social Security for all the years that you're in there that you paid in. I because you know what? Then that offsets you're getting a fet, you know you're getting your Social Security and you're getting your state. Why not? Why not? Why not develop two incomes? Because you are paying. Obviously, the percentage that you pay in the federal's is far superior than what you're going to pay at the state level. Yeah. But why not? If you can't provide health care, why not provide an income? I if we pay a gas tax. I, I see a lot of problems with that. Okay. There's a, well, first problem is eventually they're going to say, well, what am I paying you for? You do nothing for us. Then no, I'm saying if you retire. No, I'm saying if you retire. So it, when you reach 65 or whenever you collect Social Security, why can you not have something from the state at well, that same point? You can still be productive. You mean like the state's going to set up their own? Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely. talking about for retired people. Yeah. Yeah, retired people. Because, or dis- because, disability. But or then disability. if you... Because I thought that was for, like, almost everyone. Like, they were going to... I think some basic income is supposed to be for everybody. Uh, because it will come... Supposedly, the robots will make... Uh, yeah, so, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I ran those two together, but you're right. We have two separate... One, the one you're talking about and the one I'm talking about has to do if you lose your job because of automation that a sustainable income and you know what I think you're funny but you're being right the sustainable income like he was saying I'm a druggie I sell drugs so the sustainable income I don't know how you could do that it's gonna fund the funds are gonna run out okay then what are you gonna do no you know how you know how they're supporting it no no it's not coming from the state you know what it's coming from if this is what the plan is in the mind if Google or Apple or whoever creates this that takes away the jobs, they need to take part of their profit and put it into this fund to keep those people going. But in, in reality, because they're not taking away people's jobs out of society. right? They're doing it because they're innovating. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Uh, so I, I don't. Well, that's what society is thinking because you are taking your automation. You're making money on me. You don't need me anymore. It, so it, It's almost like business are swindling people into thinking that they're going to benefit society, but in fact, you're going to destroy society. Well, I, I think the idea on how that would be done would be very interesting to see how 
these I, machines are going to be I able think it's, to, you know, because, I mean, who is the one that's, that's demanding this? I, I think what's more important is not the money, but the food. Because what are you earning money to do to survive? And then, then extra money to buy extra stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, I'm just going to give you money, well, you cut off the money, but what if the, so about the food? That, that actually goes back to a discussion we had at one time. It was all about a utopia where there wasn't any money. What if we live in a society that actually there wasn't barter money? Barter system. Where there wasn't barter system. Where you could just go get what you want. What, how would that even... I mean, is that what they want, right? It could be like a communism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're trying to do with yeah. communism. I don't know, but there, there was, we saw an article, and it was about this island or somewhere where they developed a society or something. No, 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 but that would be a very primitive society. Yeah. Right, yeah. they don't have the money because everything is bartered. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we can go back to that, but... <laughs> I don't think but you know, when you think of an achieving society that we are, yeah. and the, the levels of what we want, somebody's going to want more than others. Capitalist. Yeah, capitalist. So I think you still need to keep that thing because if, if we lose capitalism, what's the need? But but I uh, see my for more the need for more in general. I I don't believe that once people lose their jobs and and start getting income, uh, regardless of how this income is given to them. Uh, I don't. I think they will lose a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know the study that there's more people that commit suicide in Denmark and Norway than the United States. Yet they have every opportunity for education. Uh, Why is that? Well, my study, my own, my analysis, this was done 30 years ago, was really self-esteem and self-pride. There was no doubt because if you were a doctor and you were in Sweden and you worked hard to be a doctor. You're paying 50 or 60 percent in taxes. So there was no achievement motivation. There was no desire to get ahead. So if your education is provided, your food is shelter provided, you don't have a desire to go anywhere. Because if I say you're a doctor and you're a lawyer and you've got to pay all this because you're supporting all these people, and there's no motivation. So my theory was that they didn't have, they lacked self-motivation, which put them over the deep end, which put them in the suicidal area. So, so, so my question is yeah. this. What if maybe these AIs doesn't, I mean, do we ever consider that maybe they're not going to take our jobs, they're going to take the low-level jobs, but all of a sudden all these new jobs are going to get created, like virtual jobs that actually somebody has to maintain all these things or whatever. There's, maybe that's going to generate some sort of new thing. It's true up to a point, uh, I think, because up until recently, uh, a lot of uh, manual jobs were take, taken over by uh, machinery, okay. right? and every time this happened, there were other jobs opening up, other opportunities mm-hmm. open, opening up for people who were freed up now from having to uh, plow the, the land. And, uh, uh, right, but, uh, but now we're approaching a very different stage where uh, a lot of the capabilities from uh, machines are going to start encroaching on uh, on what people get, on on the absolute best that some people can do, and eventually on the absolute best that anybody can do. 
Let's look, let's look at the last election. We had the presidential election, and let's look at the states that President Trump won. These were coal states. These were steel states. They were automotive. Our president, and our president, he promised him, you know what? We're going to go back in that coal industry. We're going to go back in the steel industries. Well, if you really look at it, we, I'm going to blame both Democrats and Republicans. For the last 20 years, these people have been unemployed. They're not going to get jobs. There was no career change. So for our president, who promised these jobs, these people that were never going to get a job were on Social Security disability, they all said that's why we won voted for them. But they knew in reality that the coal industry is gone, the steel industry is gone, the automotive industry is gone. So my question is, how can we retool our country? We need to retool it to reform education to the extent that the people become adaptable to what's available for jobs. Well, I, I think the first question that has to be answered is, do they want to be re-educated? If they don't want to be re-educated, there's no amount of money you can throw at it right. that would ever help. Uh, it's true in some ways, but in other ways, what if you live in an area which is so broken down? Uh, like Appalachia. Yeah, uh, or or in Detroit, yeah. or in places which used to be great because they were the centers of industry. Uh, That's a and good point. Yeah. Over, over time, everything has so broken down <laughs> that there is, uh, sure, there will always be some very energetic people who will find, you know, pull themselves by the bootstraps. Yeah. And, uh, and go and, and find some uh, high tech job in the Bay Area. But uh, for most of these people, maybe they would have had a chance, but they never went to a good school. Uh, they wouldn't want to leave maybe some relatives behind, uh, and, and, and everything is just falling apart. I think, I think the lesson we learned from that, and I don't think we've learned enough, is that we did not innovate. When, we, when you saw the rust belt fade away, Mm -hmm. People in these states did not reinvent themselves. That's right. That's right. And we blame the leaders in Washington right. for not sending enough funding to schools to retool these programs. The rest of the world, on the other hand, like in Asia, China, India, were tooling their students right on. Yeah. in the 21st century. Correct. With computer programming, computer science, math. Right. What happened to the students in these Rust Belt states? They weren't being prepared for the 21st century or their computer technology that was falling on our laps. We missed a whole generation right there. Absolutely. Now, when Trump made president, as you can see, his thinking is pre-1960. He's here in 2017 with the thinking of... 1950. That's the thinking of 1950. It seems like that, doesn't it? It, it seems he, like Eisenhower on steroids. Exactly. Eisenhower on steroids. All, all, his whole philosophy from immigration to treating women mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. It's like, where did you crawl out of? What cave? I mean, this guy just came out of the McCarthyism. He's not modern. He's not up to date. No. But yet, a lot of people still voted for him. Well, because those people are from those states. Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. you notice? Kentucky. Georgia, Arkansas. Stop. Kentucky. All those states where coal was big and the Rust Belt states were at their height, which was back in the 70s. Well, you know, it almost kind of looks, and I'm a Civil War buff, the North and South and the Industrial Revolution. 
when you think of the industrialized states, one of the major reasons we won on the north is we were more prepared. We more, we, we we had better better weapons. We had better technology, and we were healthier. Even though they weren't as healthy, but neither one of them were healthy. So the industrial revolution. But you know, it brings a point. What used to happen when you used to lose a job? Let's say you were a farmer, and you were during the potato famine, or you were during uh, what, what was the great. Uh, Grapes of Wrath. What was that? Uh, the Dust Bowl? Yeah, Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl? What did they do? They moved to California. Okies from the Stokies. Yeah. Remember the people from Oklahoma, Nebraska? When they were devastated with their land, they picked up their wagons and they went west. That's right. They, they picked up their wagons, whether they were going for gold or oil or something. But your point's well taken. Where did they go? But, uh, Without I education. Know. Yes, but, but I wonder uh, what exactly... Yes. a lot of people where they are is it That's because awesome. I don't know I, I don't know that this is uh, you know I I can see how maybe some somebody didn't want to leave family behind uh, but why not pick up with the whole family most of those people are naturally poor they're not rich and they're not well educated you can't just move to California and can you come and live here? Maybe? No, you don't want to like live in California, maybe, but move or out other states. Of, move out of where you are. It's, if the town is infested with drugs, right? I, I, I think there's that's a see, that's a good almost like a social question, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, psychology behind why people some people are hungry and they pick themselves up and they want to define themselves and they want to go against what their reality was, right? And I think you see a lot of people that had a bad childhood or they had something in their childhood and they're actually almost exactly against it, right? So when they get up, they want to be exactly different than how they were when they, as a kid right? or what they experienced, right? So people who are super poor, they grow up in there, they'll never be poor again and so they commit themselves. Or there's the people that just kind of give in the, they accept what the reality is. They don't care about changing because they got everything they need and, and they're just content. Like people, you know, maybe they live in an area that just completely no opportunities, no whatever, but they don't care. It's just, just lack of care. Or, or maybe they have just about enough to sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you were to take this little bit away, they yeah. would exhibit the energy that otherwise... Let's, 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 let's go back to a point you brought up and you brought up. And, and I've seen more, more reports on the television about it. Some of these towns that we're talking about, the people are so down that they're addicted to prescription drugs. That some, some of those states, the coal states, the steel states, they are so dependent on the state and the federal government and painkillers. The epidemic that we got across the country with what is opium, opioids, that's a prescription drug that a doctor can give. And there are so many people, Not I don't know whether it's in the hundreds of thousands or half a million or a million people. It's so big that the president, I give Trump, Trump credit for it. I'm creating a war on this. But our, is the problem we've waste, wasted too much time to get to these people? Can we help them? Well, and I think what Leon is discussing is that is this something that somebody can actually help them from a social standpoint, or is this something where they actually have to do it themselves? Is a handout going to help them or not? Because maybe, what, I think your point is that if you 
don't give them the handout, it's going to force them to actually realize, recognize, hey, I need to get somewhere and to make that effort. And who knows? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a very likely scenario. By the way, speaking of uh, opioid addiction, so my wife used to work in a medical office in San Francisco. Every, um, every day, uh, there would be people who would uh, come to the doctor for painkillers, which it, it was very obvious that they're just addicted and they just cannot stop. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps we have the same problem here, but it's kind of covered up by the fact that all the companies, because of the climate or maybe some, maybe mm -hmm. something else, like to, or financial. Um, uh, establishment here uh, because they, if they need to finance themselves, they need the access to uh, to investors, and that's a strong uh, point in the Bay Area. There is a lot of money already. Uh, so all these companies are here, so they keep attracting a lot of young people. But I'm wondering if we are missing the same uh, kind of problem because we're not because that's not who. When we think very, we don't think of opioid addiction, for example. But it's everywhere. And you know, we're recognizing it in our society because it's not something like you can smell it or nothing like that. I mean, it's hard to detect. If you go look at the symptoms, if you search on Google, symptoms of opioid, you can't find anything. There's nothing out there. There's no symptoms. It's not like, like a symptom where someone's just whacked out. No. So it's, it's a lot harder and difficult to, and when they're addicted on these painkillers, and the reason, if you ever hear like some of the, the stories on how it came to be, especially we got these pharmaceutical companies, the beautiful women coming into the uh, the clinic, you know, selling this stuff to the doctors, and, <laughs> you know, for you know this period of time from 2008 to like 2012, they were just pumping them in there, pumping them in there. Next thing you know, it's just this huge thing, and it's just like, you know, so it, 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 it's it's a big issue, but you know, I, I think that. Um, so what can so in the bigger picture we've agreed that there's a war on that and there's a problem. How do we solve it? It's not incarceration. Okay. Maybe for the people that are selling it, yes. Okay, and the people that are making profit off of it. So how do we what do we and you, you, thank you for illustrating the point it's not just the poor people that are doing it. It's everybody. But the poorer people we see stand out. Like you're saying, somebody in society can mask that. If I'm unemployed and I'm poor and I just I spend all my time together, I'm taking the drug. You see me. But if I'm working and maintaining, just like somebody, some people can be a cocaine addict and still function in work. A lot of people can't. So your point is well taken. So how do we tackle? I think you're gonna need more restrictions. Kind of like, kind of like how the pharmace pharmaceutical companies. There has to be. You have to have some. You have to have regulatory restrictions. Kind of like how, like right now, we're putting all these restrictions on cannabis and marijuana and right, stuff. Right. Right. They're so tight on there that they won't even dare sell it to someone that doesn't have a prescription. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how how Colorado. are they? Well, <laughs> well, it's recreational. Well, I, 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 I think you guys bring up a great point, and I think that the issue is they're taking the opioid for either they, it's, it's the 
you know, the feeling that they're getting, right, is some sort of relief. And in, in life, you watch a movie, you're escaping from life. You know, you, you, you go to the beach, right, you're escaping from reality. We are, are animals, we are our whole beings, we're constantly is trying to escape from life. We are constantly going to a movie, we're constantly doing this on the phone, we're escaping when we're on, when we're on our stuff on our phone. So I think the issue is, is that we're looking for escapes, right? When people go on vacation, they want to escape life, and they're all, ah, I need to go. So I think that if we look at the, at the, sub, at the really the reality is, is like, okay, they're using to an escape something. What are they escaping? Can I ask right? back ignorance a little bit okay. for the audience? Is the drug really prescribed for a painkiller? Or is it, is it a pill for mood enhancement? Or is it a tranquilizer? Why is that pill so prescribed? Well, a lot of it, yeah. why, why do the doctors start prescribing it, or why do they keep prescribing both, both it? Both of them. That's a, that's a two-part question. So I, I don't know because I'm not a doctor, but my impression is that uh, the, um, in, in a lot of cases, the doctors are kind of sympathetic to the patient. Is it, but, but I'm asking, is it for physical pain well, or mental pain? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. So It starts out maybe with physical pain. Yeah. Okay. And, and, okay. and any time okay. you go to the doctor today, any time, and this is the problem with healthcare, you go and you go to the doctor and you say, my stomach's hurting. What do they say? Oh, I, I can give you a prescription. I did not come here for a prescription. I came here to help me figure out what's going on with my stomach. So I don't want a prescription. I don't need some sort of pain thing, whatever. I need you to help me dissect this problem. They're ready to write the next thing, and it's like they're so they're so enabling. So they're enablers. So it's like this enabling factor, right? So this starts off with this pain, or oh my back hurts, or you could just take this thing, boom, and it's, it's easy, easy solution. Easy solution, right? And it gets them out of the office in the 20 minutes because you know doctors they have to have to see their visits in 15, 20 minutes. Right? Well, I think, I think I'm going to give you a small example. Yeah. About 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I was having these severe chest problems, and I thought it was a heart attack. The doctor put me through every exam you could imagine, EKG, blood tests. And I went back, and I went to an older doctor, and the older doctor looked at me. He said, you know, you've had every test. Can you tell me a little bit about your lifestyle? Well, I drink a lot of coffee and stuff like that. He says, I'm going to tell you something real simple. The problem's you. And what I'm going to tell you is cut the, cut the coffee down, do something else, and get your mind off all the work you're doing. So he had that, told me a older, basic thing. Older doctor. Older doctor. Real old guy. Why? And, and you, so what had happened was the stresses of my coffee and my job came to a point where it was real sharp. And I felt like I was dying. I mean, it was real hard. And it was me. I had. I mean. I, I mean. So I. So my hats off to it. I'm. I'm all about changing your mind and changing your body. Yes, exactly. And I think Andre, your point's well taken. Yeah. You know what's hilarious about that point is, you know how like back in the older days, they used, doctors used to go to people's homes mm-hmm. to take care of them. We're going back to that now. Like yes, they just with the telemedicine, right? They're coming into your home. I, not yeah. just that. But there's an app for that. Yeah, there's an app doctor. No, right? there used to be a medicine man that went around. <laughs> I mean, the news are talking about people physically going there. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, yeah, going back to that now. So then it's like, okay, did we just realize that we made a horrible mistake of not doing that all this time? And then that's why we're going back? Because I just feel like 
we always feel like, yeah, technology and we do great things, but in reality, how much did we really improve ourselves when back then was probably like the best type of medicine? But you know what? You bring, bring the whole point that we were talking about earlier before we even got into pains, and that's communication. When the doctor could communicate with you, and you communicated with him. So when we just got our minds away, and as Andre was illustrated so well, on computers, on doing the trip, on doing what everybody thinks we should do, we've gotten away from ourselves. We've got away from ourselves. And we've been driven by society to think that we need this big thrill, whatever it may be. And you know what's really funny about that, too? And we're talking about Apple and stuff. It's the fact that Steve Jobs purposely told his kids, you're not allowed to touch technology. <laughs> the high CEOs and all that sent their kids to a school in Palo Alto has no computers. Yeah. None whatsoever. So you, you start thinking about it. What are they trying to do with everybody else? Are they trying to control us? That's, that's a good point. Our kids are turning right. into robots well, when you think about it. So I, yeah, I, I, and the robots are turning to humans. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so true. That's so true. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to our discussion meetup and for being there with us at the dinner table, enjoying the food with us. But I'll tell you what, if you really liked it, send me an email. Send us an email, Patrick and Andre. Send us at podcastbythebay at gmail.com and put in the title discussion meetup. And you know what? We're going to pick one of our lucky listeners to actually be a part of our next discussion meetup. So I'll tell you what, send it to us. And if you want, throw in your LinkedIn profile and whatever else. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, one of our lucky listeners will get a chance to be with us at the next discussion meetup and talk about ideas, talk about issues, talk about local issues, talk about national issues, international issues, politics, government, whatever you want. Bring it up. All right. Send us an email, podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And put discussion meetup, and we will have you down at one of the upcoming discussion meetups here on Podcast by the Bay. And who knows, you might even be on a future recording with us. So, all right. Thanks a lot, and we'll catch you on the next time of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. I see you standing there, baby, with that mean look on your face. I see you standing there, darling, with that mean look on your face. I'm with another woman, but uh, that just ain't the case. Oh, no, it ain't. Well, if you like that, that was yours truly playing back in the day with Mr. Freddie Roulette on Laptop Steel right there. It was showcasing Mr. Freddie Roulette, and uh, we also had Danny J on the bass, and that was yours truly uh, playing guitar and vocals on there. So, all right. You can check out more songs on the Highway Soul music page at highwaysoul.com. Stay tuned.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realtyinvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. All material is property and copyrighted by Podcast by the Bay, but does not necessarily reflect the views of Podcast by the Bay. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us by email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Stay tuned.